0: Football podcast, living the stream comes to you each week. Recommendations during NFL seasons, it ain't just tongue in cheek. quarterback defense tight end based on opposition natural. Here's your host, JJ Zacharyson, and a damn communist, Danny Carter. We're the stream.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy?
0: When lovely. This is, uh, that's, that's tough. I, you know, that intro was fire. Hot damn fire. And I've never been happier to be called a communist.
1: Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) it's seriously, seriously an incredible job. So, uh, if you guys recall, like I guess it was like a, a year ago, maybe over a year ago at this point, but we we had people make different versions of our intro, and by far, I mean sorry to the people to the other people who made intros, but by far the best one that we've we've brought up again on this show was was what we have now referred to as the fire intro. Which was done by Andy Schneider, who then did this one. He's at abide the Schneid on Twitter, which is a great handle as well. Yeah, it is. He he's actually he's in a band that's called the Gold Company. They're in they're an R and B band out of Denver, so check them out. Uh, dot com. Uh, awesome job by him. That seriously, I, I listened to that to that like after such a such an awful Sunday. Oh. Right. At least from a streaming standpoint. I mean, my teams were fine, but. After such an awful Sunday, I just, I needed something like that. I needed uh,
0: that. It was, a, it was a good pick-me-up after, um, you know, the unfortunate, untimely deaths of Colin Kaepernick and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So.
1: I, I mean, like, this is the first time in Living the Stream history that, that two streamers died in, in, in the same week.
0: Right, right. Well, my, it happens I, every
1: I, once in a while, you know. Someone gets it does. It.
0: You know, it does. I have to say, I know we're, we'll get into this, but we have this show. And as you may know, and this is our third season, correct?
1: Yeah, third. If you don't count like the one episode we did the one year
0: yet. Okay, so yeah, I mean, third full season, and I would say that this is our third truly uh, awful week.
1: Yeah, it's our, it's our, it's easily. I mean, this is. I mean. no, nothing will ever top Foles' Week Three just because of what it's become, right? But realistically, I mean, Foles was like almost scored eight fantasy points. Like it wasn't nearly as bad as what we always talk about it being. This was actually, this was actually apocalyptic.
0: It was. It was a yeah. It was a killer. I mean, I I had one person tweet me and say that if Kaepernick had scored zero points in his league, he would have won. He scored negative point uh, six, I believe.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. I, um, they, they must get lose points for sacks or whatever
0: so listen we have we have um the the johnny manzel week was a bad one okay and we've admitted that we talked about that uh obviously Foles' week three is is you know more of a folklore type situation at this point right and this one is i i would say the worst by far
1: it's not i don't think it's even close like like, because because the, the, the one thing i will say the one thing i will say about this week denny is the reason why Foles Week is Foles Week is because no one was really on Nick Foles that week for the most right. part, whereas literally everyone in the fantasy industry was on Colin Kaepernick this week.
0: Right, and maybe not so much Fitzpatrick, but um, you know, I, I I didn't get to see much of the Niners game. I was uh, at a at a wedding. Uh, it was the the weather was truly. Like uh, game altering, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, so so generally speaking, snow does not really because snow can actually help an offense just as much as hurt it, just because uh-huh. they can make cuts and they can, you know, dif- defenders can't make moves based on because it's like in slow motion, right? But yeah. but in this case, I do think the more that I've looked at it and stuff, you know, everyone's like, oh, but the snow, I do think that it made somewhat of an impact. I mean, it was kind of like wet snow. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't traditional, a, a traditional snow game. The one thing I will say about it, though, is that it's not like Matt Barkley was awful in that game. You know, mm-hmm. like, he, he he said that it took him, like, a quarter to get going. Matt Barkley did. Someone sent me that quote. And, and I'm thinking, like, well, of course he's going to say that because he played like crap the first quarter of the game. Mm-hmm. So he's going to say that it took him a while, even if it didn't. So, But Matt Barkley had, like, a 97 quarterback rating for, for a third-string quarterback. You know, like, it wasn't... That, that, that's the one thing where I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that the snow definitely didn't help them, but I don't want this narrative to go too far out of hand. That that I, I really think that it, it ended up being a situation where the 49ers had a horrible game plan. Colin Kaepernick played like crap. The weather was a part of it, for sure. Uh, but all of it together just combined to this awful, awful, awful performance. And you know what? Colin Kaepernick only scored two fantasy points in three quarters, and then he got benched. Where, mm-hmm. you know... Meanwhile, and I'm not trying to make excuses, this is a horrible play. Uh, but but meanwhile, Drew Brees had about the same number of fantasy points through three quarters. It just so happens that he played the fourth quarter, whereas Colin Kaepernick right. didn't. So who knows what would have happened in the fourth quarter. Bottom line is, though, it was a very bad week for quarterback streaming. It was a very bad week for Colin Kaepernick, and I- I'm sorry.
0: I do, yeah, I stand by it. Uh, you know, I, I remember telling a few people to play Kaepernick over Jameis Winston. Uh, uh, I think that it was getting a little out of hand when people were asking, "Should I play Kaepernick over Stafford?" And, right, and I like,
1: car even
0: yeah car I got a lot of car I got cousins and for those I steered people away from Kaepernick because like you you talked about <clears throat> last week uh, this is was not the most appealing. Right, you know, matchup or situation for him anyway. The, you know, the the Dolphins game was prime territory for streaming him. I believe. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. this was a little. You know, I was a little hesitant to say that he's going to have a really, really solid floor. Obviously, he hasn't. He had no floor, which is you know a disaster. But right.
1: Yep, I mean you gotta, we gotta just kind of move on from it. I think the process in general was was right. Uh, and, and look, people will on on Monday. I I didn't really tweet about it on Sunday that much, just because I, you know, I don't I don't tend to get that upset if it was if it's a if I think that it's a a good process move, uh, which I do think this was overall. And then on Monday you get people who are chiming in and saying like. Just saying, like, oh, you you know that you can't trust Kaepernick. He he only gives you one or two good performances a year. Like one guy said that to me, and I'm like, actually, That's, he's been a QB nine or better for four straight weeks. So I have no idea what you're talking about
0: right now. Uh, it depends on your definition of good. If if good only qualifies as a 38 point, <laughs> you right. know, explosion against the Dolphins, then I guess yeah, he only has one one right. good game uh, a year. Uh, I I have to say though, to address another you know maybe controversial issue. Uh, I am wearing a tie tonight for um, that's, yes, living.
1: I, I do see that. I do see that. You're, and I'm
0: yeah. And so I am in dress code. So I was not suspended for the first five minutes of the podcast. Um, God, like God,
1: I, I made I made some random comment. Like I just wanted to joke about. It. Like I just wanted to not think about what happened in football for the day. I like to just try to. I want to have fun, Denny, and I tweet about this tie mm-hmm. thing when I found out that that Cam Newton didn't wear a tie, which is why he didn't start the game, which then led to uh, the better quarterback of the two throwing an interception. Yeah, that's, 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 that's out of Denny's mouth, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the, the, the follow-the-rules Twitter was out of control that night.
0: Oh, man, yeah. Uh, the, the problem I have with follow-the-rules follow Twitter, I mean the main problem, I have maybe maybe eight to ten problems with that Twitter. My main problem is this. Uh, they refuse to acknowledge or discuss the absurdity of the rule in right. which they're they're saying you know we must follow exactly um exactly. and 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 you exactly. know it's like it's like pot it's like drug rules in the NFL right these like these draconian ridiculous absurd rules about about pot use in the NFL um and all we hear from follow the rules Twitter is hey man, just don't smoke pot or be around anyone who has ever right. smoked pot right and and but but let's let's not let's not ever question why that policy is there or how it's harming players and 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 let's just say follow follow the rule. So with the tie thing, let's just follow that rule. Let's not ask why grown people are being told how to dress. Can you imagine? I can't imagine.
1: Right. Well, it's similar it's it's like it's like okay, team. I'm Ron Rivera. My rule is that everyone on this team has to spray mustard all through your hair before before you get to the locker room and and if you don't if you don't you're not following team policy like then then I got people and look you can you can have your own opinion on the on the on the issue i'm just this is my podcast, so I'm going to talk about this <laughs> but the the folks who then talk about well in my workplace, you have to wear a tie and if you don't they're going to start taking money out of your paycheck. And I'm like, can, can, when is the day going to come where we stop comparing your accounting firm to the National Football League? It's not the same thing. I work I work in fantasy football from my house. I can, I'm going to wear gym shorts and a hoodie every day, right? Mm-hmm. You work in an accounting firm, you're going to probably wear a suit and tie because that's just poly, that's just the way that that accounting firms do it. This is the National Football League, a league full of entertainment. There's no, there's no. Get this professionalism out of here. They they hit each other for a living.
0: Like <laughs> yeah, how
1: right. difficult is this to understand?
0: I, I I'm with you, and yeah, I mean, I, I realize that there are workplace, uh, you know, I, there's workplace attire. I, I've been in workplaces where you're you're given a, a a range of things to wear. You know, like business casual. Um, the last time I was ever told what to wear specifically, I was in high school, going to a Baptist high school in which we had a dress code where we had two types of shirts and two types of pants. And that was it. That was the list of things that you could wear. Uh, and and we hated it. And I, uh, you know, we all found ways to small, you know, very small ways to lash out against that policy because we hated that rule. We questioned that rule. So follow the rules, Twitter it needs to become – Question the rules, Twitter. This is what yeah. I advocate.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And it, it like it, it's it's the other mind blowing thing to me. Like I the next morning I tweeted about this. I, I said that my my Google search history actually said, "Why do neckties exist?" <laughs> 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 like why is, like why why is this a thing? Why do neck? Why is this piece of cloth around your neck matter? Like. That's really – that's that at its core, if you really want to dig at its core, why does that even ma- – why is it a thing?
0: That's a very woke thing, JJ.
1: Yeah, right? Right. Why is – I mean – Why does that piece of cloth around your neck mean that you can't start a football game? Uh,
0: That I mean, I am I'm stunned. I'm speechless right now because this gets to the heart of the failings, (laughs) the shortcomings of follow the rules Twitter. It does is is the not not to question the policy of the NFL regarding dress code, but to question the existence of ties. (laughs) Right,
1: that's exactly correct. Why do ties exist? Ask yourselves the next time you put on a tie. You're about to go to a wedding. You're putting on a suit. Why can't I just wear something that i'm comfortable in and i don't have to choke my neck with
0: this is a an unbelievable question you know the other day when i had my pants off and i was screaming at them i was saying why do you exist why do i have to wear you around right. my lower body right
1: like why why can't we just get away with wearing sweatpants and gym <laughs> shorts and t-shirts or whatever the heck we- if you want to wear a tie if you think that it looks nice then uh-huh. wear a tie me personally I think it just looks like this piece of cloth that's being dragged around your neck, and, and and now someone's someone's not able to play the game that they love and get paid to do. He gets mm-hmm. and he's good at it to because of a piece of cloth. I know that you might say he's not good at it,
0: but <laughs> I mean he's he's okay. I don't know why Joe Webb didn't get the call, but we'll just <laughs> yeah, right. Joe Webb Joe
1: time. Webb would have thrown that interception. I
0: he he would have run for fifty yards and a touchdown. We know yeah, this. That's right.
1: <laughs> That's right, but yeah, that was a very, very strange experience um uh, it was fun though i I like when new twitters pop up,
0: sure I mean oh oh god, i love I love the random twitters that pop up, yeah, like um i will tell you hand-sized Twitter had a field yeah, day hand-sized, with that picture hand-sized twitter's real, man yeah, you know, it is so real, and they're so vicious um a handsized Twitter had a field day with the picture on the l t s account of me without a tie. Um and yeah, you know, I guess my hand looks like a tiny hand. Maybe you know what? Like like our president elect. Maybe I have tiny hands. I maybe. think that that might be the case. I think you need to measure um, them someday. I'm not going to start a war, a literal nuclear war about it, but um, <laughs> but I have um, you know, I have my hand uh, around the glass, and my God, I got ten <laughs> tweets about hand size. It's good. It's good stuff. Keep it up.
1: Oh man. All right, Denny, uh, before we recap what happened last week uh, and then get into this week's streamers, would you like to talk about our sponsor of this show?
0: Yes, our sponsor this week, like last week, is PlayDraft.com. Now, uh, I just recently started uh, playing at PlayDraft, also known as Draft, on uh, on the App Store, in the App Store, and I had a pretty decent week last week, um, uh, despite uh, buying into Drew Brees in a few spots, so... Uh, happy with that um, uh, just as a reminder we love drafting uh, so we know that you'll love playing on draft it's a very simple daily fantasy app where you can do snake drafts uh, just like the ones that you do back in august the ones that we look forward to for you know basically eleven months out of the year uh you could do the drafts whenever you want and they last just for the one week and only take a few minutes to do i, I did one before the show that was it took like like four minutes, three minutes is kind of unbelievable. Um, and I, I like to share with you who I got in that draft, if you don't mind. Um, so I got uh, David Johnson and Melvin Gordon at running back. I feel pretty decent about that. David Johnson, I've heard, is good. Um, and at wide receiver, I have both Julio and Odell Beckham. And at quarterback, because I believe because he had a really you know. Awful week last week. Breeze Drew Brees was hanging around still with my last pick, so I picked him up. Uh, you know, playing the Bucs defense. Bucks secondary has been on and off a disaster this year. Uh, so I, you know, I like that team. That now that was a three-team draft. You can do three, six-team. You know, uh, I, I believe up to ten or po- or possibly more on PlayDraft.com. So uh, download uh, Draft in the App Store. Just search for Draft and. Uh, When you sign up, use the promo code STREAM uh, when you download, and you'll get a 100% bonus up to $600 when you deposit. So search draft, download the app, and uh, use the promo code STREAM.
1: Boom. All right, Denny. Week 13, we'll recap very, very quickly because it sucked. Kaepernick, 2.16 points. Fitzpatrick, (laughs) 1.54 points. Alex Smith. Alex Smith, 12.5 points. You know, the good thing is that all these – performances happened during like the the easily the worst week for quarterbacks in and during the season easily yeah
0: yeah like it, like, it was awful god I, I i thought alex was on his way to a really good game
1: yeah, me too me too i i was prepared for it but it didn't happen um but but look if you play colin kaepernick in a normal standard scoring league you only uh you only scored like five fewer points than the drew Brees owner like that that's that's the that's the kind of week that it was Drew Brees at home.
0: What, so what was the Saints' plan?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. The, the problem was the problem was and this is a good segue is that their their number 1 tight end Josh Hill broke his leg to start the game and mm. then Kobe Fleener like I I am so I actually I might tilt more about this Josh Hill thing <laughs> than the quarterback thing. Kobe Fleener was tight end 8 this week. Josh Hill, guys, Josh Hill would have easily been a top-15 tight end had he not broken his leg. I'm yeah. going to actually say that he would have been a top-5 tight end if he wouldn't have broken his leg, and I think that we can say that confidently.
0: I, 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 top three, let's yeah, go. top, top three.
1: Th- I think he'd be top three. Uh, we, <laughs> okay. also, we also had Vance, uh, Vance McDonald, who uh, didn't do anything either because his offense is Uh He scored 2.9 PPR <laughs> points. Hey, defenses weren't bad. We had the Packers and Bengals both – Top ten-ish off or uh, options this week, so that's good. Yeah. So we at least yeah. we at least had that going for us. But uh-huh. uh, defenses were good. Josh Hill was the, was the goat, and uh, and the the rest sucked. <laughs> Let's move on to week fourteen, Denny.
0: Okay, I I'm ready. All
1: right, give us a defense.
0: All right, Lions defense. Your turn. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. So <laughs> I I you know the Lions are available on a lot of waiver wires now. If you looked ahead to this week and got them uh you know against the Bears at home. Uh they are they're nine point favorites? No. Maybe not that they're big, eight point big, favorites yeah. at home. Uh so if you looked ahead to this week and got them, good for you. Uh if they're out there, I would very much consider using a high waiver priority or a lot of fab, blowing a lot of fab on the Detroit defense. Um <clears throat> they scored uh, nine fantasy points back in week four when they played the Bears. Uh, I know that was a different cast of characters for the Bears, but some would say their cast of characters is now worse on offense uh, than, than they were uh, 10 weeks ago some whatever. Say. Some would say. Others would agree. Uh, Barkley, uh, so Matt Barkley, remember now, when game script turned bad against the Bears uh, against Tennessee two weeks ago, uh, and Barkley threw a bunch, o- over 50 passes. He threw two, two interceptions, and uh, from my count, there were at least two that were dropped, clearly just just plain dropped interceptions. Um, and last last week was different because, A, they're playing the 49ers, which is they're not a professional team. And, 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 and two, B, some would say B. Uh, <laughs> maybe, they, maybe D. They, and Q, uh, the Bears got a lead. And they just basically took the air out of the ball like they should. I mean, this is right. not a, a shocking uh, thing that uh, that that offense would would go in that direction. So we, I think you can rely on the Lions sitting back and possibly getting their shot at a lot of Bartley, Matt Barkley uh, mistakes. I like them a lot.
1: Yeah. The other thing too. So Chris Raybon tweeted this out earlier tonight uh, from four for four. He actually he's part of, he was he's actually part of my writer tree. I don't know if you remember that. I, uh, oh, I yeah, love sure. I love Raybon man. He started he oh, he yeah. started writing for Number Fire. So I love it's good good I'm I'm glad I'm able to pimp him out a little bit. Um, I remember
0: it. No, I remember being like wow, you really have you you have a guy there. Yeah,
1: Raybon's, Raybon's the goat. So Raybon tweeted out that since week 4, uh the Lions have allowed the fourth fewest points per game in the NFL, which is 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 mind mind blowing to a lot of people. Uh, but really what's going on is that they're kind of like Dallas. Uh, they're really good at, at sustaining long drives. Uh, they throw those, those short passes in that Jim Bob Cooter offense. They've actually allowed uh, the, the fourth fewest pass attempts, or, or sorry, overall plays uh, mm-hmm. in the entire NFL. So you're seeing very few plays against, which, I mean, that just gives them a very, very nice floor, essentially, against Chicago. So totally agree with you. think the Lions are a very, very good option. Yeah. Uh, the other option who's owned in a little bit more le- or a lot more leagues, uh, about half of them is Cincinnati. We mentioned Cincinnati last week as a decent streamer against, uh, Philadelphia that came, that came out well. I mean, it could have even been better. They just kind of went into prevent mode towards the end of the game. Um, yeah. you know, RG three might play for the Browns this week. That's who the Bengals are playing. Even if he does play, it really doesn't matter. That might even be a, a plus cause he's coming off an injury yeah. and he's going to take a lot of sacks and he's going to, he's not going to be good. Uh, in 12 games this year, Denny, seven teams, seven defenses have ranked as the ninth best defense or better against mm. Cleveland. Seven out of 12. Uh, only the wow. Dolphins have ranked in the bottom half in weekly scoring against Cleveland this season. The Bengals are on the road. That's definitely, I mean, you know, that's not ideal, uh, but they're five and a half point favorites. The Browns have the third lowest team total on the week. I think that this is an, a slam dunk, very easy play uh, this week. Uh, you know, if they're still out on the waiver wire, hopefully you got them last week when we when we talked about this because we did mention that they were playing the Browns then this week.
0: Yeah, I think people are. I've seen some hesitation because Robert Griffin will be back possibly, but come on, guys. I mean, yeah. this is RG three now. Yeah. I mean, he's not what he he's not he's gonna go there out there and and play a flawless game. Right. Of course, he's not. Right.
1: You know that he is now,
0: though.
1: Oh crap! Yeah. <laughs> All right, Denny, quarterback time. Let's hear it.
0: All right uh goat flacco uh after his unbelievable like annihilation of the dolphins you know what you know what i i i actually i have to say this because i have to get this off my chest and this is you may no one may believe me but i was this close to tweeting on sunday Mm -hmm. morning before i went to that wedding Mm -hmm. that this felt like to me the annual you know total meltdown game for Tannehill and the dolphins yeah uh, you know how the Steelers have one usually yeah. on on the road. Yeah, the, the whole team seems to give up. They they had their game this year against the, the Eagle, Dolphins no, in the, Miami.
1: The, well they had that one and the Eagle game earlier in the season.
0: Oh my gosh, they've had two. Yeah, they had so two they filled their quota for next year too. Um, so this felt like it to me. You know, playing a def You know, pretty good defense in Baltimore. You know, all this stuff. And I thought, well, that's good news for Flacco. I was like, I'm going to tweet that. And you know what? I don't want to deal. I, I don't want to deal with the mention, so I didn't I, did, I
1: didn't. you <laughs> guys, because you're such assholes, we don't give you the best <laughs> advice.
0: And and well, because and then you know, because I knew I would get like like Brady or Flacco yeah. that type of question. Of course, I would have said Brady, but I would have been wrong. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I didn't say that. Uh, but Flacco had a great game. Um, we don't chase volume. Uh, we've talked about that. We don't chase quarterback volume we love volume in in pretty much any other way but but not quarterback. Uh but Flacco has done relatively well this year with volume. He's had uh only he's had two games or fewer with 35 pass attempts this season. I'm sorry, that didn't make sense. He's had two games of fewer than 35 pass attempts this season. Delete this podcast. Um he's gone over 40 attempts 6 times. And uh, so the Ra- the Ravens are seven point road dogs this week, and the Patriots are seeing an average of thirty seven point two pass attempts uh, against them per game. You know he's he's teed up. Flacco's teed up for forty pass attempts this week. Let the, that's that's what I read into the the numbers. Uh, also, you know although the Patriots uh, are kind of middle of the road in you know fantasy production against them from quarterbacks. Um, here is, I compiled, and I did this for you, the people, okay? <laughs> I compiled an exhaustive list of quarterbacks the Patriots have shut down this season. Uh, it took hours, hours and hours. Here, Here's the list. Jared Goff, hmm. Landry Jones, hmm. Brock Osweiler, you may have heard of him. Oh, yeah,
1: I remember that game.
0: And the, I, bl- I believe, the future Hall of Fame duo of Cody Kessler and Charlie Whitehurst. Uh, yes, yes. In the same game, so those—that's the list of quarterbacks who have tanked against the Patriots. Everyone else has posted uh, f- fourteen—I'm sorry, I lost it—fourteen and a half points or more against nice. them. Yeah. Nice. So. Yeah, I just I think that Flacco has a really solid floor. Don't let's not get crazy thinking that last week is indicative of some incredible run, thirty five point fantasy run that he's going to go on. Um, but I also thought that Baltimore's solid run defense could play a role in this game in that the Patriots, you know, without Gronk, Gronk they won't likely likely won't be able to grind out the clock with. Legarrette Blunt and their other running backs on the ground. Yeah, uh, and and so they the clock. You know, lots of plays. The Patriots allow lots of plays. The the Ravens also allow lots of plays. So I, I like Flacco. I like Flacco for at least three reasons.
1: Yeah, that that's a that's a good point. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's going to be tough for for Blount to run against the Ravens front, um, who's been stopping the run very very well. So mm. I, I think that's a really good point as well. There could be just more volume in general in this game. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Yeah. Um, So I'm just gonna talk about it. Colin Kaepernick. It's happening still. The the, I'm the cool true with it. the true goat move this week in fantasy football is to have the balls to play. Because look, we're all humans, and we're gonna just think, uh, how in God's name can I play Colin Kaepernick after what he did last week? And I'm not saying that you do because I don't think the mat, You know, the matchup isn't bad because we saw what Andrew Luck did against the Jets last or this past week. Um, but let's not forget that before last week. Colin Kaepernick was averaging 62 rushing yards per game under Chip Kelly since he became starter. The Jets, meanwhile, have a bottom six pass defense according to numberfires uh, adjusted schedule adjusted metrics. Uh, they they've uh, given up four top four performances this year, including this past week against Luck. Granted, the performances were against you know guys like I think Mariota had one. They're, they 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 were against decent quarterbacks, but even still, um, you know the 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 thing too is that if you recall, do you remember that? I always go back to that Jets Bills game earlier in the season yeah. when they they were able. You know you can beat these corners deep because they're they're slow. I mean Revis mm-hmm. is just dunzo. The, yeah. the, the the corners. I feel. I mean I, I love Revis. He's a pick guy, but man, uh, the, the you know you can beat these corners deep. I kind of like that uh, in 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 unison with with Cap's. I mean Cap does have a big arm. Might not be very accurate, but he has a big arm. So that could mm-hmm. be a little bit interesting. Here's mm-hmm. the problem. And I tweeted about this, and people—I I even tweeted, numbers like this have some noise, but this is an interesting tidbit, right? The Jets have allowed only 55 rushing yards to quarterbacks this season, which is the second fewest in the entire NFL. Now, you can say schedule. You could say, oh, it's because their pass defense is so bad. And that's what a lot of people said. They, you know, the, the, the secondary is so bad, they don't need to run. Well that's that's also kind of a, a Neanderthal way of thinking about this because because oh, the, the Jets the Jets front seven is good. Uh they can stop the run very well naturally. So I don't think that it's just oh their secondary is bad because there's other bad secondaries that also give up a lot of quarterback rushing yards. A lot of times metric or statistics like that have to do with who they've faced. But even against like a tie god uh, Tyrod yeah. only had like 25 rushing yards against them. Uh, Andrew luck this past week had like 24. That basically was, is, is all that, that they've given up on the ground this season, to quarterbacks. So, you know, I, I don't think that there's an, an enormous amount of weight to put into that, but I do think that it's interesting when it comes to thinking about his true upside in this game. Um, you know, again, it's scary to use him and play him because, uh, of what he did this past week. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, if I, you know, I own Kaepernick in, in leagues, if I own Kaepernick, which I do, I would hold on to him this week. I would probably not play him if I have another option, which, look, we 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 have to eventually, we'll address this. Maybe maybe we'll do this in our DGAF episode and, and address it, because I think that given the way this year went, given the way sort of last year went as well, and how people are kind of managing their quarterbacks and how there's just so many usable quarterbacks out there, it might be mm-hmm. best for our podcast to just kind of approach the quarterback position in a different way each week, but... To that point, you more than likely, and I even sent a you know we had that poll out today on on the living the stream Twitter account about if people found a late round quarterback that they're basically playing every week, and in over eighty percent of people said that they they have one. So the vast majority of you are not having to rely on a guy like Colin Kaepernick and don't. But if you own him, hold on to him because next, if if he shows life this week, he gets Atlanta next week. Mm, I like that. That could be. That could be. Life changing. If you if you're if you're a in a really really big money league or b completely obsessed with fantasy football, it could be yeah. life changing. So not
0: not to overstate it. Not, but. not to
1: overstate it. Not to overstate it. But Colin Kaepernick against Atlanta is like, I mean,
0: yeah. if, if, if he
1: shows some, if he scores like fifteen fantasy points this week. I'm gonna I'm playing him everywhere in week fifteen.
0: Yeah, no, I mean yeah, Kaepernick against Atlanta in week fifteen is uh is a sex thing. It's a sex mm-hmm. thing. I don't know.
1: I'm gonna be listening to so much Insane Christmas while watching <laughs> oh. Colin Kaepernick play. Yeah, getting in the mood.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Uh the other quarterback just to mention, you you don't want to play him, but I'm just mentioning him is Brock Osweiler. Uh he's coming I'm just gonna be super quick with this. Coming off the best game of his of his uh year, basically his career, if we're being honest uh Indianapolis who they're facing they've allowed five top six performances in 12 games this year including a QB three performance to Bortles QB five to Hoyer and uh if you recall Nick Foles was a QB 16 in about two and a half quarters of play two quarters of play Mm. um Brock was QB 16 the last time they faced off in my notes I spelled I actually had a typo of Brock it says B-R-O-W-K Brock Brock uh there's a 47 (laughs) point over under in the game And that's actually moved. It opened up at forty-six and a half, so it's it's going up a bit, which (laughs) is good to see. Um, You know, I don't think that you really need to play Osweiler. Uh, Both the other quarterbacks, you you, I would feel much more confident in. But uh, worst case scenario, I don't think it's that bad. I won't lie. I'm in a two QB playoff this week, and my two quarterbacks are Flacco and Brock. That's happening.
0: Uh, that you know that's that is on brand oh, that's what i have uh, dude, to say about I, that
1: i am that's that's all i do in two qb leagues i just get david johnson's just carrying me it's amazing oh
0: man that guy's so ridiculous
1: he is all right Danny. let's go to tight ends
0: okay my tight end this week you may have heard well actually i have two <laughs> sorry tight. um we're back on the vance mcdonald train vance mcgodald is his is his actual name uh i looked up his birth certificate um, he is a citizen and his name is Vance McGodald. Um so he only saw uh he only saw four targets last week um which was his lowest target total since <clears throat> since week 7. Uh I don't know if you can really hold hold it against him that he didn't perform well yeah. <laughs> last week. Uh, you know, he caught two of four uh, you know passes that came his way, but what what could you have done with that? Just total debacle of an offense, right? You know, so decent
1: a, market share, all things considered. I mean, they threw five freaking passes in three quarters. Through three quarters.
0: That's just unbelievable, right? Yeah. So he had four targets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so tight ends have seen uh, the eleventh most targets uh, uh, against the Jets. Uh, you know, it's not it's not a hateful amount, and I think the the the, the hope here is that if the 49ers passing offense is once again functional in some way that vance mcdonald will resume the role of you know pretty much the primary target um and uh and unlike a lot of tight ends you know his average depth of target is is not short you know he's not catching a bunch of five yard passes like i really believe he has a ceiling um as well as a floor here so uh McDonald is one. I would I would go with him over the guy I'm about to talk about, who is Will Ty. Now, Will Ty has been sort of the bane of the of the existence of people who, you know, have been desperate for tight end and but have Ty sort of sitting around yeah. hoping that he can take advantage of a good matchup. Um this is mostly based on, you know, for me at least, the fact that uh uh, this game has a very high. Let's see. The, the, it has the third highest Vegas total uh, for for week third week fourteen, uh, and um, so the hope here is that Ty can you know possibly catch a touchdown against a Dallas team that is allowing eight point eight and a half targets per game against Dallas, uh against tight ends, uh, and no no team has given up more tight end catches uh, uh, than Dallas. Uh, although they've only given up five. Tight end touchdowns, which you know skews the numbers a little bit to make it seem like they're uh, you know very tough. Even with Sean Lee back, they've allowed 15 catches to Washington Washington tight ends on Thanksgiving, and then six catches to uh, the ghost of Kyle Rudolph uh, uh, last week. Uh, so if a ghost can <laughs> can catch <laughs> six impressive. passes, I believe Will Ty can catch upwards of four passes and possibly a touchdown.
1: Nice. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, the true goat, the actual goat, the 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 actual goat. I can't explain how excited I am to finally talk about. Actually, I mean we've talked about him before, but yeah. we're talking about Ladarius Green. Uh, finally, finally it happened. I was tweeting through it, and it was so fun. It was just. I know
0: fun. I saw you. <laughs> it was is. Legod- do you know Green, how awesome it,
1: it is for Ladarius Green to play for your favorite team?
0: Yeah, he's he's not bad. No,
1: it's fun. So Sammy Coates and Marcus Wheaton have both been banged up slash bad uh, this whole season. So the Steelers have really lacked that third receiver. Finally, it's been Ladarius Green. You know, the, the, Ladarius Green, since he's gotten back from his injury, he's slowly played more and more snaps. He played uh, back in, in, in week 10. He played 16% of the team snaps, 12% in week 11, then 26% in week 12. And then this past week, 48% of the team snaps. Now the other thing that's interesting too is that his volume compared to the amount of snaps that he's played has been a lot higher than what you would expect. So if you look at uh, his usage, his, his target percentage, so basically uh, the percentage of targets that he sees per snap, um, he's actually, over the last four weeks of the tight end position, all four of his performances uh, rank in the top 25 within that metric in, in and in target percentage rates. So basically if you're on the field, if you get targeted, uh, since he's not on the field that much, but he's getting targeted a decent amount, his rate is very, very high. Uh, this just goes to show that his usage is great when he's on the field, and if he's seeing the field more and more, then that means that his usage could just blow up, which it, it mm-hmm. did this past week. He finally saw the forty eight percent, which isn't even that high of a tight end rate. I mean, you want to look maybe sixty to 70 as percent a, as a floor for a tight end forty eight percent's not not amazing, but he saw 11 targets in an offense led by a very good quarterback with uh, two weapons that are going to take away defensive looks uh, Mm -hmm. from Green. He can stretch the field. He's very athletic. We know that. The matchup's pretty average this week, but I think overall the reason you're playing Ladarius Green, potentially as a league-changing tight end from here on out, I don't don't say that lightly. I really mean it. The reason is because of his role in this offense. There's no one else in the offense. I mean, you have Eli, it, he, he compliments Eli Rogers in the slot perfectly too because he can stretch the field and Eli Rogers really can't. So it's a, it's a really good compliment there. Um, and, and obviously they've just been going through Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown uh, mm-hmm. and they'll throw enough for, for, and, and be efficient enough through the air for, for him to be able to be heavily involved and heavily uh, efficient as well. So I'm, I'm all about the Ladarius Green hype right now. I don't think it's hype, I think it's for real, and we've slowly seen it starting to happen, and it just finally came to fruition this past week.
0: I those are all fantastic points. And we have been taught we've talked about, I think on a couple shows in a row, yeah. how the Steelers have have no one behind Le'Veon and and Antonio Brown. I mean and and for someone to take advantage of teams keying in on those two guys is exactly what we've been uh, waiting for. Yeah,
1: it's why people were into Sammy Coates. It's why people were so, for some reason into Marcus Wheaton this year. I mean, it, it's it's I only say it for that <laughs> Marcus Wheaton's so bad. Like when are we going to be over it, guys? Get over uh, it. If there's one take, never. I don't even care what I got right and wrong. If there's one take that's ever that's that's ever been me it's that Marcus Wheaton's bad at football and it was this is this is where we're at. I yeah.
0: hate Marcus Wheaton. Uh, yeah, I know, but are you going to like him when he signs with the Dolphins for a huge contract? Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly.
1: <laughs> you know he's going to get a big contract. The only the only like player that the Steelers really let go that was actually good, was Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Mike Wallace sucks.
0: Yeah, no, no. Yeah, well, the Wallace releasing Wallace or trading or whatever they did Plastic- was not got, was not a bad. Well, they had to.
1: Yeah, I know. All right, right? We'll, we'll recap. We'll recap. Uh, we got Vance, McDonald, Will Ty, and Ladarius Green. Brock Osweiler, Colin Kaepernick, Joe Flacco, and the Lions and Bengals. A lot of animals on defense this week. <laughs> we got just tons of animals. It's like the freaking zoo. All right, Denny, let's get to the, the Twitter questions. This first one's from Eric Belair. He says, question for the podcast. Locked into the number two or three playoff seed. So can you talk about players to pick up next week, i.e., Buffalo defensive or the Buffalo defense? Um, so, so I, I kept this question. You know, it's it, these kind of questions are tough just because it's very, very, very open ended. But um, there aren't many like singular players out there right now that that are out, outside of defenses. Get Buffalo if they're out there. I mentioned this on on in the fifteen transactions column, and I think on the show last week, but. Buffalo last week played Oakland, and they get Pittsburgh this week, and they had like a 70% ownership, but given those two games, I was prepared for them to be dropped in a lot of leagues. And Mm -hmm. they they were dropped in 15% of of ESPN leagues this week. Then they put up negative four points. I guarantee you teams are going to be dropping them again, especially against Pittsburgh. But then they get Cleveland and Miami in week 15 and 16. So Buffalo is a team – to be monitoring on the waiver wire if someone drops him right now, but there's not really like guys that are going to be game changing. Maybe like a Malcolm Mitchell, if he's still out there, but mm-hmm. it's really tough to find someone that's truly game changing.
0: I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I would say if you can't get Buffalo's defense for week 15, that's what we're talking about, right? Week 15. Okay. I'm sorry guys. JJ is drinking out of a gallon jug of water here. So uh, I, uh, I'm trying to time my questions. Between uh, between him taking for some reason inexplicably drinking out of a gallon jug. Sorry, um, no, it's <laughs> I just find it funny that you all drink out of gallon jugs, <laughs> like like you like Silva Evan Silva does this.
1: Yeah, Silva does it. Uh, and Silva, Silva, and I do it on the same show on on Fan We just we just are we're we're, we're Jug Buddies.
0: Yeah. Jug Jug Buddy sounds dirty. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, don't go to JugBuddies.com. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, the, the so that the the Packers play the Bears on the Bears on uh, week in week fifteen. So, possibly try to get them if you can't get Buffalo.
1: All right, this next one is at fade to Zach FF. He says, getting my question in early this week, should I play Mariota versus Denver this week or one of your streamers?
0: I I remain not a fan of rolling out quarterbacks against Denver.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I do too. I think that you choose either Flacco or Cap. Uh, quarterbacks against Denver, not good. I saw some people tweeting about being okay playing Mariota, but... This is the one matchup where you just, you can't, if it was like Minnesota, then maybe, but I just, I can't with Denver, man.
0: They, they I see people mentioning that rushing quarterbacks have had some success uh, yeah. against uh, Denver. I know uh, in the opening week, uh, uh, Cam had 54 yards and a touchdown. Andy Dalton had 40 yards somehow <laughs> on the ground. Um, Bortles had 29, which is his new thing, is just to run around like a chicken <laughs> with his head cut off. Um and but you know there there I'm just looking down the list. There are seven instances of quarterbacks being held to under 13 fantasy points against Denver this year. So yeah, cool. I, you know uh, the Mariota doesn't have much of a floor. I don't think the- only
1: two only two quarterbacks have scored more than 15 fantasy points against them. Mm-hmm. Two and it was Drew Brees. It was one of them, and it was in the Superdome. If you recall that game, where they the the Saints lost on that. Extra point.
0: And this is in Denver?
1: This is in Tennessee. That's in Tennessee. To be fair. But yeah. I, I still you know, I, I think it's borderline. If you if you would feel more comfortable just playing Mariota, I get it, but it's 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 tough.
0: Also, the, just as far as point total, Tennessee Tennessee's point total is twenty two right now. Yeah. And yeah, it's not fantastic. Not good.
1: Next one at rejected papers. What are some fun things to do now that fantasy football is pointless? Like life? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um wallow and or read a book,
1: yeah it's good. play some video games,
0: oh yeah, or um, by the way, so do you know have you ever done this virtual reality thing
1: i I haven't, but my uh my brother's brother in law who I'm pretty tight with uh mm. works at a gaming company and he is a, like a sound guy, mm. and he like helps develop these games, and he's like been developing some virtual reality stuff and it's like a very it's becoming a very very real thing
0: yeah it's it's because i've you know you see commercials for it uh for for holiday stuff uh it scares me mostly because i'm you know allergic to technology and a total luddite and i think we should burn all technology to the ground but it also scares me in that uh, for me personally i find virtually the the idea of virtual virtual reality is so appealing that i'm afraid i can never come back from it once well, i once i start it
1: but isn't like aren't we are we've just experienced virtual reality our entire lives
0: it, it, yes but at least, but we at least we don't know it you know never. we don't we, we don't know that that that's happening did you
1: did knew, you I'm, go ahead
0: i'm afraid that people will put on the helmet the the virtual reality helmet or whatever it is the visor and they'll never be able to function as as regular people, you know, inside a society ever again because it'll be so great to just escape. I mean, look, we escape so much already. We have so many escapes on a daily basis. This is this seems like the last escape, and and that scares me.
1: Did you see the one video of the guy who was at, like, a convention or something, and he was trying virtual reality, and he was he was climbing a cliff, and you could see the screen, like, what he was seeing on a screen. Uh-huh. And, and he goes up to grab the next, like, like thing to grab onto on the cliff. Like, it was, like, a rock. And on the screen, you could see his hand, like, open up, and he starts falling. And the guy just falls over and crutches a sign that's right next
0: <laughs> to the TV. <laughs> that's so <laughs> good. Oh, man. No. I, oh, and, yeah, and I worry about, yeah. I mean, I worry about, like... Health yeah people's health like just the this the way that they I mean we saw what happened with um with uh what was that Pop- Pokemon go Pokemon where we suddenly had millions of people wandering the streets like zombies following their phone being run over, falling off mountains all these horrendous things and this was just a little app on your phone. you put visors on people. this is the end folks the end.
1: Uh, next one at the FF Whisperer Seattle defense. They're in Green Bay or Cincinnati defense, and he also says and tell Denny he needs a tan.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So hand sized Twitter was in my, in, you know, in my mentions, but also skin color Twitter. I mean, which <laughs> may uh, not, I don't think it's alt right Twitter, but just skin color Twitter <laughs> was, was, was was telling me I was pale. I know I'm pale.
1: Yeah, you don't have to t- I don't I don't understand. There's like a a true true fascination of people who like they 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 go on social media and I swear they just search for photos of people so that they can criticize them.
0: When you put yourself out there, when you put up, you know, you 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 open yourself up to just total annihilation. You do. You do. And I- when
1: you're and when you're when when you try to be open about everything, you're you're even more open to getting destroyed because, the 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 worst. Okay, I, I will say this though: the worst people on Twitter. We'll will answer your question in a second. The worst people on Twitter are the ones who try to make a joke because you're you know you're having fun, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But baked in that joke is just absolute truth, and it's just so harsh, right? Just the harshest. Like like the tan thing doesn't really matter because not being tan isn't that harsh of a thing, right? But if it's like. If it's like, oh man, you gained a few pounds, huh, or something like that. It's like, oh, like you're <laughs> you're 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 joking with me, but you're calling me a fat ass. Oh, okay, that's that's what we want.
0: So, uh, you know, the 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 truest things are said in jest. I believe. Yeah, that, I, agree. I that, agree. That 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 I believe that that is a uh, um some sort of saying that that some old person has said. Um, and so if you say something that may be true, even if it's in jest. It's going to be taken the wrong way,
1: right? People you don't get that. People don't that. understand that. Yeah, that—that's the—that's—that's that's the thing. Like, actually, I won't even get into it. It's not worth it. We need to, but but let's answer the question. Would you play Seattle at Green Bay or Cincinnati at Cleveland?
0: Oh, I think Bengals.
1: Yeah, me too. Next one at jdeck Deck eighty nine. Probably December. I think maybe he was born in December eighty nine. Maybe that's maybe that's the handle. Tell me, Jay Joe. Which quarterback should I bench in my superflex league this week? Four point per touchdown pass, one point per completion, minus point five per incompletion. Mariota versus Denver. Carr at Kansas at Kansas City. Luck versus Houston.
0: Mm, can't bench Luck.
1: Easily Mariota for me. It's Carr Carr against Kansas City or Mariota against Denver.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, next one is at. L underscore Quint is the Rams' relationship with Jeff Fisher like fantasy owner's relationship with drafting Peyton Manning early last year.
0: I don't know what it is. It, it isn't something he has some sort of relationship with someone at the top of the...
1: Yeah, his, his like the, the negotiator or his uh, agent is one of the exec's sons. Yeah, it, it's it's super jacked up. And I actually tweeted, you would like this, I, I tweeted before the show that every, there's another quote coming from Jeff Fisher every single day it's like the elections period all over again like it's it's like this crazy thing is coming out of this guy's mouth Mm -hmm. and like today they didn't even realize like like it's just there's something more there's more excuses or there's something that jeff jeff fisher doesn't realize it's coming out every single day and then he gets an extension and then he gets an elected president
0: (laughs) who knows
1: like what's gonna happen
0: he's gonna be the democratic nominee in 2020 oh
1: god (laughs) Next one is at EJC East. He says, uh, try and get Ladarius or keep rolling with Ertz while Reed is out. Ertz is seeing some nice volume because that whole offense is just depleted.
0: Uh, Yeah, he is.
1: And J-Matt's out. I think the J-Matt being out really helped him last week.
0: And that team is just a wreck, so they have to throw a lot. even Even though they loathe to throw, they have to.
1: I think Ladarius Green has more upside, but Ertz will give you the floor.
0: Yeah, but I would go Ertz if I had to choose between those two.
1: I probably would, too. Next one, at Tommy E. Palmieri. Palmieri, maybe. He says, leaving this without co- comment, and it's time person of the year. It's a magazine cover, and it's the dog in the burning house. That's
0: right, pretty- this, this is fine, yeah. yeah this is fine.
1: Uh, next one is, at HRR5010, what are some ways to keep the entire league engaged till the season ends? <laughs>
0: You mean even the people who didn't make the playoffs?
1: By the way, we need to talk about that, too. So an update for the Living the Stream League. Yeah. Uh, so we did, the, we did the the style of top two, each division makes it, and then the best record not in makes it, and then the most points scored not in makes it. So I don't know if, if, the, if we talked about it enough, but my team was garbage for the first seven weeks of the season. I think I was like one in six or something. Straight trash. I ended up twenty points away from the last spot with the points thing. But mm. but in the traditional league, Tom Everett Scott, our boy, would have made the playoffs as the third seed in the other division, but given these rules, he missed the points one by oh, seven God. points. God. So and so I, I had a stipulation. I can't remember what the exact number was, but I said, Tom, if your team scores ninety seven point six points, I think that so, I think that's what it was. I said, if, he's, if, it, if his team scores exactly 97.6 points this week, exactly, it has to be exactly that number, I will make the championship a three-way championship with Tom and the other two teams who make it.
0: How will you do that?
1: I don't know. I'll just do it by hand.
0: Okay. That's what she said. But it's going to – But, yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
1: I couldn't pass it up. We're 12 years old.
0: Um, uh, that is – if this happens, I'll actually die.
1: Yes, I think it's it's fun. It's 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 the uh, it's it's twenty seven point six watch hashtag twenty seven point six watch.
0: <laughs> it's catchy. <laughs> it's <super> catchy. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag twenty
1: seven point six watch. Uh, next one at our four mates. Can Dwayne Allen be trusted for week fifteen on? If I can't oh week fifteen on if I can't snag Ladarius off the wire. I don't think so.
0: No, man. I, that's never happening again. Yeah,
1: it's not. But it was great for my MFL ten teams. Nice. Next one is at cr underscore football. How tall is Denny, both with and without the height of his hair included? <laughs>
0: um, I'm I am five uh, ten without without my <laughs> without my hair. I'm six foot four with my hair.
1: <laughs> Johnny Bravo over here. <laughs> Next one at math teacher. Odds, Denny's dad could beat Justin Perillo in the forty.
0: <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no chance. I will say this: I I used to play my dad a lot in tennis, a lot, like every night in the summer, and he had a way of un- just turning on the old man jets. Yeah. Um. During during like rallies, you know, like like really excruciating rallies where I'm like sprinting across court, sprinting to the net, sprinting to the back, to the baseline, keeping it alive, you know, and he, and I, and I would hit shots where I would be like, no way does this old man get to that ball. And he would get to the ball every time. And, you know, otherwise he could, he could hardly move. But when it, when it came time, when it came time to summon, (laughs) <laughs> summon that energy and that strength to get to that ball the old man was running like it's 1979 again it was unreal
1: yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy i guess I, I think it's just it's your it's your mindset when you get older you just you just ignore what your body is similar to jason Witten. similar to jason Witten. Right? i think it is yeah uh this next one is at genza warrior 43 ebron or ladarius green or hold both for playoff run
0: if you can hold both.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I wanted to answer too. Like, you can't give us that option cuz then we're just going to say hold them both.
0: Cuz they're really good options usually, but
1: Ebron, I'm getting more and more I'm I'm less and less interested in. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, because Bolden is taking his right. gig.
1: Maybe it's Laderas.
0: I, I I'm going to Ladarius there yeah okay,
1: let's let's go Ladarius next one is at R. Bruce oh, oh my god dude what is no <laughs>
0: what
1: no. no this handle dude come on what you is know, it know, you know who I'm trying to R-B-R-U-S-U-E-L-A-S
0: is that did you just say random letters exactly
1: all right now he knows who he is he looks like a friendly guy Uh, start Wilson versus Green Bay or Winston versus New
0: Orleans. (laughs) We just savage that guy's (laughs) Twitter and that's so mean. I'm sorry.
1: Russell Wilson or Jameis Winston. Russell. Yeah, I would too. And then, uh, Ladarius Green versus Buffalo Davis versus Vernon Davis against Philly or Fedora Goat against Indy, which I didn't talk about, but Fedora Goat is a very, very good play this week.
0: Wait, He's not a streamer though, right? No,
1: he's not. That's why I didn't really mention him. I was going to just, just casually mention him.
0: I I would go, I would, I would go Fedora Goat.
1: Yeah. Fedora Goat's good. Especially if it's PPR, you should have a really nice floor for you. You would think. Uh, next one at J Smith, four, three, two, one, zero drop Booker or Dion Lewis for Alfred Morris. Start Tyrell with confidence this week. The latter. Yes. Tyrell Williams is good. Why do people get so scared of him? Um, would you drop Booker or Dion Lewis for Alf? Because like I get the logic here. You're not getting upside. Like like straight up, of course, Alfred Morris, probability wise, isn't going to outscore those guys. But he has a higher ceiling if something were to happen to Zeke.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you you know if you don't have any use for those guys, you know, in, in your starting lineup, then I definitely would drop a you know a Dion Lewis for. Alfred Morris I can't believe I'm saying that but yes
1: yeah I mean that's that's just kind of I think that's a good game theory move by the way uh Justin Forsett's gonna outscore Devontae Booker the rest of the way don't at me
0: <laughs> that's steamy
1: next one at Crimson 687 if you couldn't be involved in fantasy sports anymore what would you do instead <laughs> I don't know be be a better husband
0: Right, I'll probably be a more well-rounded, decent person. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> be a better, better, you know, better part of society. Serve my community more. Yeah. <laughs> like, just be a good human.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's a good answer. Next one at Future Stars NYC. This is this one. I'm gonna have to like pseudo rant. JJ, with the way you tilt when people call you out on your wrong analysis, week 15 calls for a JJ Sunday tilt montage. It, <laughs> Jesus, like, like if look, if I'm coming across that way on Twitter, then I apologize because my my number one number one, if I if if someone comes at me with something I disagree with, I don't see anything wrong with saying like my stance on it in 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 140 because that's that's my job mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. to is my literal job is to say this is why I believe in this thing. I'm never like. I'm not like like I don't know where the tilting. I feel like I'm I'm generally fun. Am I not, Denny?
0: I think that you are very fun, and I think that you're also maybe misunderstood.
1: I think that's on, what it might be on, on Twitter. I, I think that at times people take me, go like the Kaepernick thing, for instance. Mm-hmm. I sent a tweet out that I said your like I was like if you played Kaepernick this week, your process was fine, and that you shouldn't be upset about it. Your process was fine. And people – some like some one person in particular took it as me telling other people that they were wrong for saying that playing Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick was a bad idea because my process can never be wrong. No, but what I was trying to say is to, is to literally bring people up and say, hey, guys, I know that you started – calling. it wasn't yeah. about me. It was to right. say, guys, I know that you started Colin Kaepernick this past week and that sucks. But look. The process that you went through to get to that point was not a bad process. And this is someone who does this for a living saying that to maybe help you a little bit, help you mm-hmm. out and make you feel a little bit better about your decision. It's not like I'm, I'm wrong all the freaking time. I Like the, the, the reason, so like I'm clearly passionate about it because if I'm not passionate about it, I'm going to lose interest in doing it. And I think it's important to be passionate mm-hmm. about it. I've said that many times before. But the other thing too is that like I, I try really, really hard to be objective in, in the analysis that I do, which is why tweets like this and questions like this make me take a step back and be like, okay, what am I doing wrong here? Mm-hmm. Because like, whether it's like the Marvin Jones thing and me getting off the bandwagon or whether it's admitting like Derek Carr is actually good at football and stuff like that. It's hard to then hear tweets like that because I am passionate about what I do. I do care about wanting to help people be better at fantasy football. And mm-hmm. then someone saying that I just simply tilt when people say that I'm wrong, I think is very, to me, it's unfair.
0: I, I, I think so too. I, while I appreciate this listener's uh, feedback and his questions to the LTS account, I remember at least a few tweets uh, that were directed either at me or both of us that tilted me a little bit from this account. So this is not an isolated incident in that regard, but I just getting back to the process part, uh, no one has the you know has the authority to say what is good or bad process. If you if you are if you are saying, I mean, what I mean is absolutely good or absolutely right, bad right. process. Now, when you, when you say the process was good, the, the unstated part of that is. In your opinion. Right. Like, it should be
1: a given, right?
0: Like, yeah, it, it should be a given. You're not saying that in the holy book of process, I look through the scriptures and, <laughs> right. you know, first Kaepernick, uh, you know, chapter six, verse nine. Oh, nice. It um, <laughs> says that, says that uh, you know, this process was correct. You're saying that here's the reason I played Kaepernick. Here's the reason you played Kaepernick. Yes. It made sense at the time, you know, and, and here's, by the way, anytime that I doubt my own process, I ask you and our friend, Rich Rebar, if the process was right. And guess what Rich said about this? He said it was right. Yeah. So if Rich says it's right, it's It's right. right. Damn it.
1: Right. Like I, I just, you know, I, I, and I'm never going to like, I've gotten to the point where at first I hated that I would care. Like People always come, I, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but I think it's important for listeners to hear because you guys listen to my, my uh-huh. voice each week. I, I And you see me on Twitter all the damn time. Mm-hmm. But people always say, why do you care so much about what this person says? Or why do you care? The, I'm telling you, the instant that you stop caring mm-hmm. is the instant instant that you're not passionate about what you're doing.
0: Yeah, no, trust me, everyone. Uh, you want J-Day to be... Uh, you know, when I say sensitive, I don't mean overly sensitive, but you want him to to care about things like this. Right. If I,
1: if I didn't, if I didn't, then like I I would, you wouldn't want me to be an analyst for you. Exactly. You you just, you wouldn't like, I I would, I would not be putting in the time and effort to, to, to try to put the best plays out there.
0: And listen, when I, when, when I can speak for myself, when I gloat on a Sunday about a pick doing well, it's. You know it's somewhat egotistical i I admit that, okay, and I'm an egotistical person, but it's also because I know that the listeners of this show are benefiting from that pick exactly. and, and that and that makes me happy honestly
1: exactly I can't even tell you how many times I've texted my friends who were in my home league, which i was I had the worst team in my home league in year ever this year, mm-hmm. and my I, I i you know they're like you know they're talking junk to me and stuff, and I'm like. I, I I don't I don't care nearly as much about my individual teams as I do just my general picks because my general picks are benefiting a, a lot more people than just myself right like I just mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. matter enough like th- this is this is the the career path that I've gone in and you know I'm sorry if it comes off the wrong way maybe I need to just put an IMO at the end of every tweet that I send
0: uh, no see that's no you shouldn't have to do that people should be able to read into that I think
1: yeah. I'm sorry if it comes off, if because so, some people do read it the wrong way. The majority of people don't. I get it. And I'm only speaking to a minority here probably. But um, I, I do, you know, if you think that I'm, I'm being a dick to people or something, like that's not my intent at all. I'm just trying to have a fun conversation about an entertaining game.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you, and, I'm, and I don't think that that question was fair.
1: I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Next one look this is what we can do on our on our podcast we can just we can go through the down those rabbit holes yeah next one at underscore two fullo does denny have any hot takes that are positive they all seem very negative (laughs) god
0: no you're right (laughs) well well wait a second wait 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 i had a hot take last week about last christmas the song last christmas yeah you like that I like that. I love that song. That's a very positive take. Okay. I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah. Most of them, my takes are pretty negative and, and pretty dark, um, hellish even. But uh, um, but I have I have a lot of takes on things that I like. I love Miller Lite. There's one. That's a good one. <laughs>
1: Except Miller Lite sucks and Bud Light's the, the the way to go. Oh my god! I can't. I
0: said honestly. Oh, someone said. Someone said, "Can you can you get drunk on Miller Lite? Is it even possible?" Yeah, I
1: saw that. I I I love I love the can you get drunk on this beer people like it's as if it has zero percent alcohol. Can,
0: can you get drunk on this beer Twitter? That's what. <laughs> yeah,
1: can you get drunk on this beer Twitter? That's a, it's a serious Twitter. Like it's a it's a it's a real honest Twitter.
0: It, 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 that that Twitter is full of people who uh, are used to drinking two double IPAs and being loaded
1: <laughs> right. at, at
0: that point. Right and but now I will say with 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 Miller Lite. Uh, I would say it is. It's labor. It's a labor of love to, to get drunk on Miller yeah. Lite because you have to. You have to work. You have to drink one, and then the next one, and then one after that, and then six more after that. Right. And then at that point. You know you're pretty much there,
1: right? But you're not feeling the way that you would feel drinking other stuff. It's it's way better to drink light beer. I'm telling you, like if you're if you're it's out right. and you're just trying to get drunk and you're just trying to have fun and you're trying to just constantly be be consuming alcohol. Yeah, go. I, I mean, I go Bud Light, but it's fine to go with Miller Light. Go with those light beers. It's just it's better, and you can get drunk off of them. Quit it's, this. Quit this! Can you get drunk beer Twitter on on this beer Twitter? You guys, it's you guys so, gotta
0: stop! It's so, it's so ridiculous! It's like it, you know, like you said, it's not. I'm not trying. I, you know, it's not asking. Can you get drunk on O'Dools?
1: Right right it's like it's like if there's any alcohol yes you can it's not like it's like two two bud lights is the equivalent to a a a decently strong ipa yes you can get drunk off does it if you drink six ipas do you feel pretty good well i can drink 15 bud lights and you wouldn't i i I can do it in about two hours so get owned
0: i would be i would be yes i would be owned i would be on a stretcher and (laughs) i would have my last rights read to me at that point
1: (laughs) Uh, the next one is at not in your league. He says stance on eggnog, void no matter what, two drink maximum or only with rum. <laughs> Denny just vomited, guys.
0: It's so gross. I can't believe <laughs> it. It is so drink. gross. Thanks How do people drink that shit? I, the, the only way – I would have to be – you know what I have to be? I would have to be overcome with the Christmas spirit to drink <laughs> eggnog. I would have to be – you know, possessed by the Christmas spirit, like a like an exorcist situation. I'd be, you know, crawling on the walls of a Christmas party with a with an ugly sweater on and, you know, with <laughs> jingle bells wrapped around me, and then I might have a sip of that shit. That's disgusting.
1: I I, I totally am with you there. Totally with you. Speaking of Christmas, this is at B Lee O U One. He says, if all the streamers this week were Christmas songs, which one would be the equivalent to Last Christmas by Wham? <laughs> To Wait. you to you it would be Alex Smith if we're considering all. oh this week. This week, never mind. Oh
0: this week? Oh I, whatever the best streamer is. <laughs> so go with
1: Flacco. I I'm, i I like Last Christmas, but I don't think that it's the that it's the the goat.
0: Jimmy Eat World has a version of Last Christmas that is pretty pretty good. I don't
1: know if I've heard that. Wanted to get into that. By the way, I do have the Spotify playlist. People have been asking me. But I've come to the realization that putting it openly on Twitter is only asking for massive criticism of my mention. So if you want it, I can maybe like send you an email or something like that. It'll be easier.
0: Here, here's what you do. You send uh, 29 dollars to JJ's PayPal account. Yeah, exactly. And then he will send it to you maybe.
1: Yeah, exactly. Next one, at Andrew Hammack. Hammack. He says, Ty win- tie- Goat, Winston, or one of the streamers. So Ty Goat playing the Steelers, Winston mm-hmm. against New Orleans.
0: Do we trust Winston?
1: I think I'd go Winston.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Next one, at bathroom Ben, why doesn't Denny play video games?
0: I, I don't know. I mean, he's a dad. Yeah. I, I hate when when parents do this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I don't know when I would do it, when I would play video games.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I think about it and like my because I usually I, mine is like my when I play and I, I try to. I mean, I, I play a decent amount now, but like it's usually like like nine o'clock plus, right?
0: Yeah, right. And, and no, and that and that's that's when I would play. But I'm exhausted. Like exactly. I, 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 hate, I, I don't. I hate to do this. I hate to do this because I'm acting like I like my stuff is more like no. tiring or important, but. Having a six-month-old and a four-four-year-old is uh, tough. Action. It's completely say. understandable, uh, and, and
1: plus, and plus, in free time when you don't, when you can't do other things because you have children, in your free time you're not going to necessarily spend it doing that.
0: It, that's exactly right. think really, is like, pushed up in a way, right? I'm glad you understand this. I think you really have a really good grasp of this. And also, <laughs> um, another thing is that I've lost, I lost contact with video games so long ago that a I'm afraid to take it up again <laughs> and b b i i it would take so long to to get acclimated with video games that I don't want to try yeah. It, yeah like i feel so far behind that i feel like i could never ever catch up it's it, for me it's the reason why i didn't listen to any david bowie music until about a year ago because the catalogue of music was too overwhelming to me. I felt right. like I could never catch up with 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 Bowie. I did, but video games are different because they're always evolving. It scares the crap out of
1: right. me. Right. I mean there there are things that people are into where you're afraid to then jump into. Maybe maybe it's learning a sport, like like a professional sport and learning the players and stuff and that or or a, a sport in DFS or something, right? Yeah. Like where yes. you're intimidated because you have to learn all this new information and it's gonna just it's not even worth it. At that point.
0: it's Yes, I tried that with basketball about three years ago, and it didn't work out.
1: <laughs> next one is at Jordan Hall 23. Witten, Brait, or Fedor- Fedora Goat this week PPR? I like all three of them, actually, a lot. Witten is Witten really always, good play. Yeah, he crushes the Giants all the time, man. I yeah. think I'd go Witten. Me too. Uh, next one, at Nin Grow 77. Dalton, Flacco, or Live the Stream? So basically Dalton or Flacco. More cap, I guess. I'd go Dalton. Dalton. Uh, next one at W. Carl Russell. He says, "Do you talk to your wives about your darkest fantasy football tilts? Are they sympathetic?"
0: What do you What do you do?
1: Yeah, I do, and she's sympathetic.
0: Um, Melissa used to be, and now I would say that she snickers and <laughs> tells me to get a life because <laughs> there are, there are better things to do. Um, although she. Uh, she can tell when I'm when I'm covering up a tilt, like yes. when I'm like masking a tilt. Yeah, like like she'll be talking to me, and I'll be like staring off into space. <laughs> like, are you tilting? I'm like, yeah, yeah. My defense is like has negative three right now.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, we'll get to this one at Hulk like sports. Start Hill, Jeremy Hill over Moncrief this week.
0: Jeremy oh Hill's man, got Cleveland. Gosh. I want Rex Goathead to be a thing, but I guess.
1: Yeah, I think I'd go Hill. This last one, at Phil Nance. What's worse, slipping on ice and breaking every bone in your body or drafting Willie Sneed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when I when I tilted not drafting Willie Sneed in the LTS league and then he just became a very, very moderate wide receiver 4-3. slash three.
0: I'm old enough to remember the Antonio Brown comparisons.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Three,
0: four weeks ago, he was Antonio Brown, and now he is hardly an NFL caliber wide <laughs> right?
1: receiver. I love, I love Willie Sneed, though. I can't, I can't hate on him.
0: No, but what's going on with him?
1: It's just I, the offense spreads things. He has a, he has a high floor in PPR in terms of like being like a wide receiver four in a given week or three in a in a given week. He just. He doesn't have the touchdown upside. he's just not that guy. Michael Thomas is that guy.
0: I joked with a certain fantasy analyst in August that um you know that Cooks Brandon Cooks would be a really solid wide receiver two behind michael thomas and, and thing. That is happening. You know, and what's
1: funny about that take is that he's not even a solid wide receiver, too.
0: No, he's not. But it's 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 happening, and it's probably permanent. Oh, so. Michael
1: Thomas is the best wide receiver in New Orleans, and I don't think it's. A, I tweeted that once when Brandon Cook had that quote where he was like saying how he was frustrated with not getting Mm -hmm. a target in that one game. And then I I quoted it and I was like, well, that's because the best wide receiver in new Orleans is getting the targets. He's mad that Michael Thomas is better than him. Basically.
0: That's not even, that's not even a warm take. And, uh, uh, and also (laughs) before Willie Sneed was Antonio Brown, Brandon cooks was Antonio Brown. Yeah. Everyone's Antonio Brown.
1: It's, it's, it's an, it's an unbelievable thing. Michael Thomas is going to be really fun though for, uh, for years to come. Mm -hmm. for sure all right denny that does it where can everyone find you
0: uh at cd carter uh 13 on twitter (laughs) i forgot the number for a second uh and i wanted to just update everybody i am looking to have my rise and grind book published by the end of january or the beginning of february
1: boom that'll be sweet that'll be awesome i want mine signed
0: uh maybe you we'll see about you i don't know okay
1: uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Late Round QB. All my work over at numberfire.com. Also, as I've done the last couple weeks, go to chocolatesbypaul.com. Check out the great chocolate that my in laws make. People have been buying it through my mentions, right? And they have told me that it's like legitimate life changing chocolate. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. You get chocolate covered potato chips, chocolate covered marshmallows, chocolate covered. They got the, they got peppermint patties that are amazing. They're, it's so freaking good. Good for the holidays, chocolatesbypaul.com. Denny, we got a tilt montage this week.
0: We do. It's a special, special Monday night tilt.
1: It is. It is. I hope you guys enjoy it. Good luck in the first week of the playoffs, and we will catch you in week 15.
0: It's 8.28 p.m. Eastern Time, the only legitimate time zone. It's Monday night. This is a special, special. Special Monday Night Tilt montage. Is it a montage? If it's just one game on one night, uh, I don't know. Uh, but I don't. I don't really care. So we're just gonna go with this. Here's what I need tonight. I need Brandon Marshall to score 13 points, 13 PPR points, to win in one league and go to the playoffs. I need Frank Gore not to score. 12 PPR points in another league. And then in the in my Apex League against uh, the great Evan Silva, I need Brandon Marshall to score uh, about 34 fantasy points tonight um, to overcome the uh, Evan Silva buzzsaw uh, that I experienced on Sunday. That was fun. I was, you know, tilting tilting out of my suit on Sunday at this wedding and, uh, checking scores, you know, as, as often as I could, mostly while, mostly while lying, uh, half naked on the bathroom floor, uh, with my bottle of whiskey by the, by my side and, and, you know, checking the score and seeing that, uh, uh, Evan Silva had scored, you know, 160 points before four o'clock on Sunday uh, that was fun. So, look, it, I have a lot riding on Brandon Marshall because I, uh, I am a professional fantasy a- analyst. hashtag professional hashtag fantasy hashtag analyst. Uh, so that's what I have going on. Brandon Marshall sucks. I know, robot. It's nine fifty-eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Brandon Marshall has exactly one catch uh, for 17 yards, I believe. I'm ready for the simulation to be unplugged. Uh, I'm on the, what I would call the anti-tilt about this uh, Dwayne Allen nuclear explosion on Monday night. uh, Three touchdowns in the first half. I'm on the anti-tilt because... I was forced into starting him in a fun league uh that I uh that I'm in with a bunch of fantasy friends. Uh and by the way, try saying uh, fantasy friends in front of your dad. Um and see how quickly he gives you a Charlie horse and then a wedgie, you know, in front of your grandparents. And then you know, reminds you that uh, real men don't play fantasy, but then you're crying so hard at that point that you uh, that, that you can't hear them. So you just kind of pretend you're ignoring it. Uh, but that's where the sobbing the sobbing helps. The sobbing helps mute you know that sort of interaction that you that you may or may not have with your dad. You know, just putting it out there. It's uh 10:16 p.m. Eastern Time, the only legitimate time zone, and I just noticed that, I believe Andrew Luck, has gotten hair plugs, and good for him, good for him. It, it's it, I think it's, it's looking it's looking decent, uh, and just just for the record, you know, if I had, you know, more money than God, uh, I would just get hair plugs just just for shits. I mean, I would just, you know, just plug them in, Doc, wherever, you know, anywhere in my, on my whole head. Let's just cover my whole head, my whole face, everything with hair, hair plugs. Uh, so I, I feel that. I would totally do it. And this is the time to remind you that Tom Brady uh, has had one of the more miraculous hair recoveries in history. Not just sports history, in history. Uh, but that guy doesn't have a lot going for him, so I'm glad at least he could get that much, you know, in in his corner. Ho- hopefully things turn around for him. Uh, otherwise, it's 10:55 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm just too tired to tilt. Brandon Marshall has eight fantasy points. I don't care. Everything sucks. I hate everything. Life is pain. The simulation torments us all. And I'm going to bed. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football Oh, check out makecloudcubic.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the TV. Tea-